0: I'm a true champion.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Plug YouTube channel and podcast. If you're listening via audio, don't forget you can listen wherever you get your podcast via the audio platform. But we will have certain snippets of what you're listening to available via YouTube with some fancy graphics as well. State of Wrestling Address, the first one of 2022. So we've come loaded with content and loaded with guests. Holy shit, it's like Return City around here, baby. So, without further ado, let's introduce our first guest. You might recognize him as the very sexy professional wrestler of Brighton and Hove Albion and beyond. He is, of course, the master magician, the cream of the crop, baby. Cameron Anderson, welcome back to the podcast. So, It's great to have you on as a regular nowadays, man.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking to, uh, you know, share my opinions. A lot's gone on this week, so I'm yeah. looking forward to it.
1: I also forgot to mention Cameron Anderson, the uh, lead professional researcher,ologist and apologist for Bill Goldberg, who he believes to be the most underrated professional wrestler of 2021. Yes, indeed. Uh- look at (laughs) at his face he's like i've been gone like half a year and this piece of shit has ruined it for the rest of us (laughs) i love it uh and without further ado ladies and gentlemen you will recognize his face it's about fucking time he got his lazy ass back on the podcast because although i give him a roasting of a lifetime i do love having him on the podcast he's probably the most regular co-host i'll ever get at this point and it's lovely to have him back let's welcome back the Duke of Diabetes, the Maple Leaf Magician. He's got three times as much charisma as Kenny Omega and about half the insulin of Kenny Omega. It is, of course, Kyle fucking Wilkinson, Canada's own. Welcome home, sir.
3: Uh, it's been too long, my friends, but, uh, you know, since I could, can't sing any Stained. We'll get dmca or some shit, you know?
1: Stained, and speaking of Stained... Uh (laughs) Oh, yes, because there is only one man who can bring the stain that you like. This man is the Jackson Pollock painting of WrestlePlug. There's a fucking reference about free people will get. Jeremy Miller, the king of the balsamic Brussels sprouts and the master of the technical Sandman Clinic himself. Welcome back to the podcast, sir.
0: I have returned. And I am here to bless you all. Miller's on fire.
1: He hasn't missed a single podcast yet in 2022. I know we've only done three, but he's been on it, mate. He has been on it. So I appreciate that. Right. This is all about news, wrestling news, ladies and gentlemen. So let's just get right to it. Obviously, you would have noticed it is the freshest news in everybody's mind. More WWE releases hooray so as of today in fact just an hour ago samoa joe was released by wwe for a second time samoa joe took to twitter this evening and issued a statement on his wwe departure and his pro wrestling future um he said extremely fortunate and grateful to all the young and amazing talent i had the pleasure of working with in the past months only saddened, saddened excuse me at the loss of an excuse to see their continued growth and achievement. I'm very excited for their future and mine. Upside down face emoji. Thanks for pointing that out, wrestling it, you fucking melts. Um, on top of this, of course, the thing that really, I think, stunned a lot of people was, of course, the release of William Regal. Um, William Regal, obviously, long-time manager, talent scout. Uh, he was among four reported WWE releases yesterday. Uh, general manager William Regal, per sources, this is itrwrestling.com, so check them out for your news. NXT General Manager William Regal is reportedly among four names who have been released. As reported by Mike Johnson, the PW Insider, William Regal has left WWE. The report comes after it was confirmed that Road Dogg, who had been working at the Performance Centre, had also been released. Uh, According to Johnson, they also report that Chris Guy, also known as Ace Steel, don't know, personally, uh, who worked as a coach, notably with CM Punk, um, has also left the company. Also departing is Dave Kapoor, aka Runjin Singh. Um, I can't believe he was still there. Holy shit. Who was working with the NXT brand after previously managing the great Lee? some people might remember. Uh, and Ryan Katz, who had been working with NXT since 2015. Katz was directly involved in creative character development and taught promo classes following the death of Dusty Rhodes. Um, Obviously a lot to get into. So we'll start with Carl Wilkinson. Get you fresh back into the grinds. Your thoughts on all these WWE releases. And of course, the big one really has got to be William Regal, hasn't it?
3: I mean, it definitely. If if NXT 1.0 wasn't dead before, it is now. Because William Regal was... You know, you could look at Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, like Finn Balor like as the heart and soul of NXT. But, I mean, let's be honest. It was William Regal. Like, he was... The best authority figure I think WWE has ever had. Don't get me wrong, Adam Pierce is pretty good. But he was on NXT just enough. Like, he wasn't involved in the major storylines all the time. He was there to, you know, pop a rating or scream war games. God, I'm going to miss that a whole lot. But I thought he'd be there forever, man. He was there. You know, he had his early stint, had the whole drug thing got cut, and then came back, and he's been there since until now. I just he's one of those you thought would be there forever and now you know got a top at 81 they did last year so started off six days in they've cut like what is it like five or six people
1: yeah Off and running, getting rid of mostly employees other than Samoa Joe, who it feels like is at the back end of his wrestling career. Cameron Anderson, you're a young man, but obviously you would look to guys like William Regal, Samoa Joe, as great inspirations for your future wrestling career. How does it feel to know that William Regal no longer has a job in WWE as long as all the other individuals?
2: Yeah, it's disappointing, obviously, being from England myself. We all do love William Regal. We all go tonight dreaming of him. And he is one of the best wrestlers that this country's ever produced. Um, so I don't really see how, in my head, it doesn't really go together. How like he could be, um, you know, released as like sort of disposable like that. Uh, he's someone that's very valuable to a lot of companies, and um, I, I just don't see like how this could have um, this could have transpired. So Joe, um, I mean, he's been released before. He, got, he came back, got injured, and then he disappeared again. So the writing was kind of on the wall for that one. Uh, Ace Steel, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure uh, he played Donald Trump once on Raw. So there's a little fun fact. Uh, but, yeah, it is disappointing to think that, like, all these guys, um, with all the releases, really, is like they work so hard to get to, like, the top spot, and then it just gets taken away. So it's like, well, really, you spend all these years working, and, like, what's it all for? So it's it's kind of demotivating in a way, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, demotivating is a good word. As is disheartening, really, um, mm. especially for someone like William Regal, like someone like Samoa Joe. I feel like it's gutting for me personally because he's one of my big inspirations for when I step in the ring. Um, I wrestled a very Joe esque kind of style, but at the same time, I kind of feel like he's much better suited to an NJPW or a Ring of Honor when they sort of reboot hopefully in april those kind of places i know everyone's gonna aw fuck off <laughs> just you know great okay i mean william regal would be a great pickup for aw absolutely like get him in your back staff and get him working because he could really fucking pull some shit together and also slap some sense in to the racist that runs the company um but you know we'll talk about that in a minute as well don't you worry jeremy miller uh will let you have the final say you are half british so um, you obviously must feel william regal being turfed a bit you're obviously working currently for bill gates in the hub of communications judging by the background so um during your off time from uh, mr bill um can you tell us how it makes you feel especially as you're not really in on the whole nxt brand as much i know you did a pre-show with me for new year's evil but i know that you are more suited to AEW style of t- television at the moment does this Make you want to tune in less? Does this kind of vindicate your decision to watch AEW more? Or does it make you think, okay, maybe they're gonna freshen things up? Does it bring you back to the TV for some odd reason?
0: What it does is it reminds me of that meme with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air when Will Smith is standing in the corner and he's looking at the apartment one last or the house one last time and the room's empty. That's Triple H when he finally comes back to the company. (laughs) Because he's going to be like, where did all my people go that built this fucking powerhouse that was NXT go? Why is Nick Khan such a dick to my people?
1: This is all karma for what he said to Booker T. Okay. Okay. I can do
3: that. I mean, it took 19 years, but shit comes rolling around. telling
1: you, It will come back around eventually. Don't worry, Vinny. Matt, you'll get yours too. I am. Um, nah, man. It, it's, I, I love the reference, obviously. I like the fact that you referenced the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which was an amazing um, TV sitcom, especially for the culture and for the personification of how we viewed black people in social media and, you know, mainstream media. And then you brought up Triple H who could not be more of a white man. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it is I mean, what it is Miller comes we... flying in with the racial hatred early. Yo, Miller's you... like, yo, I want some of that sweet action, Tony Khan. Don't hog it all to yourself, innit?
3: There's another fresh, pe- fresh Prince, me man. Like, you know when Will's father comes in and then leaves again, and Will's like, why don't he want me? Oh. Is, do you think that's just what Triple H is like? Or Triple H looks at Vince and says, like, why don't he want me when? <laughs> that's shame people
1: just leave yeah game for the last 20 years (laughs) like that is by the way the most crushing episode of tv i watched it's like yo as a a man who never really had his dad around i was like oh fuck (laughs) i remember how much that broke me like that is special tv even to this day if you can find the fresh prince of bel-air on streaming social you know those kind of services check it out fucking amazing episode that um yeah it's disappointing but WWE has set such a precedent. I'm really desensitized at this point. Winning Regal was a shock to me. I was like, what? Like, that's that's a lot. But then you think, look at what they've done to NXT. Even I'm starting to fall out of love with this product. I like New Year's Evil overall. thought the women's match was very botchy. Um, we didn't really review it for the YouTube. But, you know, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, Roderick Strong, Carmelo Hayes, stole the show easily. Um, and then it was just kind of all average. Main event was pretty good as well, but I don't understand why Bron Breaker needs to be the champion now. Bitch! But it is what it is. Um, So, yeah, like, when you see the progression of how NXT's going, it doesn't really surprise me. It really doesn't. Any final thoughts, lads, before we delve into the next news topic? I mean, Samoa John
3: should have been WWE champion
1: at some point, but... I would have liked to have seen him win anything. I think he won the US title, and that was about it, wasn't it? Yeah, it bounced between was it him and Ray. Ray Mysterio, yeah. Yeah, I remember he dropped out Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania in like half a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it was like and you thought, to be fair, like that's kind of the sort of Joe I want to see, but we never got to see <laughs> what he could truly do outside of his NXT. And even his NXT run, you know, the last one. He won one match and then he was done again. like. You know, very disappointing. And if you look at all the people that he was working with or had the potential to work with, they're all disappearing by the wayside, and that's really sad. Uh, Quick bit of news before we bounce to the big topic. Obviously, I don't know if anyone saw AEW Dynamite last night. Ray Phoenix. um, Oh, that was gnarly. So I haven't seen the footage yet, but what I will do is splice it up on the screen for you so you guys can check it out for yourselves. Um, Yeah, so less than 24 hours after it was feared, Uh, He had suffered a serious injury. AEW star Ray Phoenix has broken his silence and confirmed the injury to his right arm is less severe than feared in a lengthy statement on Twitter, released both in Spanish and English. That's not news. The former AEW World Tag Team champion thanked fans for their support, calling the incident an accident and promised to return soon. I want to thank each and every one of you for so much love, for your prayers, good vibes, for your messages um we'll just scoot on down here a little bit there are no fears there are no problems my heart beats perfectly everything is fine i feel alive what happened last night is one of the many risks that we wrestlers take before getting into a ring and doing what we love so much there is no fault it is wrestling and these are the risks uh today i can tell you that i feel better and thank god Your prayers and good vibes. There are no broken bones. I still have to visit the doctor a couple more times and do some studies to have an exact diagnosis. Thank you very much once again to all and congratulations to the champions. Enjoy and defend those titles because very soon I am back and those championships belong to the Lucha Brothers. I respect, love, and thank you all. So, Ray Phoenix, apparently not. The injury did occur, by the way, just for anyone who hasn't seen it, and obviously you will have seen it on the screen, but if you're listening via audio, the injury occurred last night when Ray Phoenix took a chokeslam from Botchosaurus off the ring apron and through a table where he landed awkwardly on his arm. Initially feared to be a broken arm or elbow, Phoenix was rushed to the hospital where it was believed he suffered a dislocated elbow. There is no official timetable on his return, though Maz Lucha and the Lucha Brothers related Republic of Lucha account have stated Phoenix will miss several weeks um cam what do you think about this mate you're a young wrestler you're going to be taking risks no doubt in the ring although i think you're a fairly safe and well-grounded wrestler um does do you see this stuff does it put you off the idea of going mm-hmm. high risk more and taking bigger risks for fans in the audience
2: not, not really because like i saw actually a lot of tweets they're like oh well you know aw has this style like this was bound to happen eventually which I, th- I think it's quite sort of very disrespectful, kind of like a disgusting thing to say about a man who's like, obviously been hurt. Um, and I just think, well, a slam off the apron through a table, it's not like the most, it's not the thing that can go wrong the most out of a lot of movesets. Like it's kind of safe-ish, like obviously it hurts, but it's not something where like you watch that and it's not, you can't walk away from it. It's, um, so I, I don't think that's very fair to say. Um, would it put me off from going to sort of high risk? I'd, I'd say no. It, it definitely seemed to be a freak accident, um, especially in this case.
1: They happen a lot. So
2: you know, it's it's just one of those things. Like it, you know, you want to be into wrestling. It's it's not it's not easy. You can get hurt. I was going to say it's not ballet, but ballet is actually well hard from what I've heard. Yeah. So. Fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. for minute, i'm like yo i ain't doing that shit fuck right off. especially, <laughs> yeah. especially russia mate not only do you have to oh. fucking be like the most technically supreme dancer of all time but you've also got to fucking avoid the myriad of pedophiles that are trying to touch you in the locker rooms innit? it like no thanks fucking absolute nightmare jeremy miller looking very very ghost-like at the mention of ballet um you're right there bruv so do you know what? i'm you sure we'll have quite a succinct statement on this Miller, let me ask you a question, mate, because AEW has quite a big reputation of botches. Now, I know you watch AEW more so than you do WWE now. I know that you suck on the taint of Tony Khan. So tell us, oh, great lover of racist saviors. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, what do you think? Do you think this kind of lends itself and this kind of proves that AEW, it's kind of got a bad reputation in terms of wrestling?
0: No, I think this was just a freak accident, honestly, because I've watched it live. It looked like, you know, it was exactly how it was supposed to be. And then if you saw he was flailing around and then he fell. So maybe if he just wasn't flailing and just went straight down like normal. I don't know. But maybe Luchasaurus shouldn't have put too much on it. I don't. I'm not 100% sure if this could have been, avo- obviously it could have been avoided, but the way that it was done in real time, if you look at it like p- frame by frame, yes, there's ways you could have avoided this very easily. But in real time, you look at it and it's like, oh, that that's just an accident. And that's how people are going to see it. Oh, it's just an accident. It's not a, I mean, yes, it's a botch, but it's a freak botch. Now, AEW has been known for a lot of botches. Take, for example, Penelope Ford's little moonsault off of what looked like a fucking steel table because she couldn't break it. Um. I mean... I still like that product more than I like WWE. So I'll accept a few botches here and there to watch semi good wrestling anymore. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I-, I think about uh, AEW's
2: reputation for botches. Like we can all laugh at like Lufa falling off the ring and stuff, but when it's like Alex Reynolds, just going down in the ring and like, um th- like the Penelope Ford one, actually I thought that's actually looks pretty horrible. Um, like, I feel like it's less fun to sort of laugh at things like that. It's very disrespectful in cases where people could be seriously hurt.
1: But fuck, um, Luther. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, I mean, that's just funny, isn't it? That's, you jokes, yeah. like, sorry, <laughs> but that's, that's what happens when you are literally a bowling ball that has no ability in the ring. So, you know, yeah. right? and by the way, if you ever see this Luther, fuck, you are Russell. You want to beat you? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll kick your fucking. We're we gonna bring. We're gonna bring a man cosplaying as a serpent. Mm, terrifying. Um, yeah, I, yeah.
2: I think on this case as well, it's like it's very easy. Just landing your full body weight on a single limb, like it will break. It's it's just a freak accident. You can't really chalk it up to anything more than that.
1: Yeah, botches do happen. Carl Wilkinson, um, I don't know if you've seen the footage yet. I mean, we're both huge lovers of the Lucha Brothers and Ray Phoenix especially. Do you think that, like, there should be a change in the culture of how fans look at botches? You think back to ECW, and we've covered a lot of great old matches and things like that on the watch-alongs. Do you think that fans need to be less disrespectful to something they don't understand? Do you think that this whole idea of you fucked up and mocking botches and things like the AEW botches account, which is entertaining you think these things need to be dialed back or need to be policed a little bit more so that fans understand and respect things? Or is it just freedom of speech and it's just something you got to deal with if you make mistakes in the ring?
3: I mean, botches are 50% accident, 50% like, you know, skill because a, a wrestler can't botch without necessarily messing up what they're supposed to do or. It's either that or something does happen. You know, Ray Phoenix taking that show, slam. maybe he probably had his arm back and landed like campset on that instead of trying to flat back it. I know flat backing sucks. I don't even like to do it in general, other than on a fucking floor covered by pads that are about a dick hair thick. So, yeah, of course that's going to suck. But fans, AEW fans in general are just sparky cucks, and I hate them all. Like, they just think they're the best thing in the world and they're the funniest of the world. And, oh, no, WWE would do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so oh, hurt. You? Yeah, you should be. Like, I actually watched all of Dynamite this week because there's no way I was going to miss Adam Page and Bryan Danielson, too. I, like, there's no way I was missing that. And it kicked off the show. And I'm like, hell, yeah, let's go. And, and then I went events- to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I had it on. I was playing Final Fantasy and I had it on in the background. But then, you know, that tag match came on. And my heart breaks because the Luch Brothers aren't champions anymore. As much as I like Jungle Boy.
1: Still still Can I, I, I don't watch the product. Did Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus win the tag titles for the Luch Brothers?
3: Yeah. 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 They it's got them before Proud tag and Powerful.
1: Division.
3: They got them before Proud and Powerful Dude. I don't understand.
1: I could have so- pulled the trigger on him a year ago and I would have been fine. Waiting this long, it's ridiculous. Like you're just gonna keep ignoring you know what? We've had this conversation.
0: Well, I think- I think what it was, was they've faced the Lucha Brothers, what, two or three times, and they haven't beat the Lucha Brothers, and they still have yet to win the tag title. So might as well kill two birds with one stone to get Jungle Boy over even more than he already is. He doesn't need a title for that, though. They love him. The title was just to give him the title. I I honestly think it is just to give them the accolade of they're the tag team champions. Cause Luchasaurus, you know, can't really do much in the ring except for, you know, kick people's heads in when he hits it. But that's besides the point. Um, it's just to me, I thought that the Lucha brothers were going to lose the tag titles to FTR again. And then that would cause them to have like a double or nothing, uh, All all or nothing kind of tag or tag ladder wars, they are tag
1: champions, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, so that would have been perfect unification of the belts, particularly as they seem to bounce around AW so much. But I just I mean personally, I'm not really interested in discussing AW's booking ad nauseum. I just found it very interesting because I've you know, as we discussed on the end of your awards. The booking is so nonsensical for their tag team and their division. And that is where I thought the money was going to be. That was genuinely where I thought, right, this is easily on paper the best tag team division in the world, despite what WWE has achieved with the New Day and the Usos. And for me, it's been a total botch fest from the beginning to end because VPs have needed to get there fucking egos in the door and when they finally do it get out of the way they start handing it to you know i wouldn't be surprised if the varsity blondes pick it up before proud and powerful do and i i at this point if i'm proud and powerful i'm sitting here thinking yo we're clearly massively underutilized nxt you know fuck it even just go into a different company you don't have to go to wwe there's so many options go back to impact They could just walk
0: or you know what i think proud and powerful would be great in njpw
3: yeah, maybe at yeah, of America. I I think they'd be really good to see them on New Japan Strong.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, great choice. Yeah, I I think that New Japan is general, just doesn't really care about tag team wrestling. I know they have the tag format, but none of them are proper tag teams. Like Dude, it's been a oh, long time since they had War Machine on their product, and that's when they were the last time they had reasonably good tag. Roppongi
3: 3K isn't even a thing anymore.
1: No, I think Yo Face Show at night one of WrestleMania, yeah. you know and. Show yeah. is
0: now part of Bullet Club for Christ's sake!
1: Oh Jesus Christ! Who else Who's not? Me, I'm not. Fuck okay. it, put me in. Put me in, Cam. So oh,
0: sorry,
1: it's show. Right sorry, is that an Lij sweater you're wearing right now? It is. It's, uh... <laughs> I would much rather be in Los Ingobernables de Japón than I would in the failing Bullet Club. Thank you very much. Yeah, indeed. Yes, indeed, brother. Naito is still king as far as I'm concerned. All these other fucking bitches, they're just pretenders. Um, right, let's move on to the next topic oh you boys are gonna love this one um i also love so i'm reading this from CagesideSeats.com. tony khan okay. posts a very bad tweet after aw is <laughs> lack of diversity uh so big swall and aw mutually pied ways just over a month ago when she announced the news swall expressed gratitude to the company and wished AEW the best on a new episode of her carlin show uh swole discussed some of the reasons behind her decision to leave the promotion i do not beat around the bush when it comes to diversity and my people there is no representation truly and when there is it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all i don't know why everybody is so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not a good look what happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family i believe in reference to AEW, but there is nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top and in the room with them They are not helping to necessarily influence decisions, but to explain why certain slang and certain words shouldn't be said. There is no one else who can explain our culture and experience except for us. I knew. Thank you. I knew something was up when my daughter, who loves watching wrestling, she would watch AEW all the time and seldomly watch WWE. She's not a big fan unless her dad, Cedric Alexander, of course, is the partner of Big Swole, was on TV, which stopped happening after they botched the Hurt Business. True that. (laughs) Uh, She would say, Mommy, there is nobody that looks like me on AEW. There's nobody that looks like Daddy." Then she started watching WWE because she saw Bianca and Big E. She saw herself represented If that wasn't a click, you are absolutely right. I don't have an explanation. It's 2021. Why are people saying it will take three years for AEW to have a black champ? This is a scripted sport. It should not take that long if you have been watching WWE for 50 plus years and you know what not to do. With promises you made to be diverse, I want to see that. Not just with black people. I would love to see a Latino or Hispanic or more Asians. I feel like Asians and Indians do not get the love. Fair. Notice how nobody mentioned Middle East once again. Thank you very much. <laughs> they just don't. It's such a big gap. I hate the fact that I turn on the TV and it's the same stuff over and over again. Hopefully they're getting a message. Me leaving, honestly, was not bad. There was no bad blood between TK and I. I just don't like my peace being disrupted. I didn't like certain things and other things that I will take to my grave. The diversity, that's what matters. Tony Khan's response to this was a little bit more succinct when he went on Twitter and posted the following tweet The top two AEW executives are Brown, me, and Mega. Um, I which I don't know if that's the full name, so apologies if I've mispronounced that. Jade, Bowens, Castor, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quent all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swall's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough hashtag aw rampage street fight tonight the last that's line there minute. oh that is that's what i'll tell you what that's that's what fucks me off right have an opinion that's fine right you've stayed your opinion to promote your program in the same tweet while you're shitting on a black talent is for me just a massive Massive PR error. And for somebody who's quite happy to go on Twitter and swing his tiny little dick in his daddy's purse around all the time and talk about fucking how we're a better company and we look after our employees, to do that completely nullifies that. And you know, you got to have the same energy. If you're watching this and you're thinking, yo, don't upset me, I like AW. My name's Jeremy Miller and I love everything that AW does because Tony Khan is amazing. Ultimately, shut your mouth. Ultimately, what happens here is that. Do you know what? Have the same fucking energy for this, that you would, if, because if Vince McMahon did this, my god, people would be ready to press the nuclear button. They'd be like, you piece of shit! You are scum! I hope you die, you ancient piece of shit! Die! But Tony Khan is like, oh, but Uncle Tony likes me, and he puts on good wrestling with loads of botches, so I'm so happy. Oh my god, it's so amazing. Tony gets a pass. Nah, man. also, again the lack of diversity conversation the reality is wwe has addressed it now that people's argument is yeah well they've had 50 years to do it sorry but find me a diverse locker room 50 years ago in any wrestling locker room and i'm not saying that's a good thing it was a fucking joke you know you needed guys like bobo brazil and people of that nature to really tear down walls for others do your fucking research don't pretend the black wrestlers only appeared 10 years ago that's fucking horseshit. Um, and the reality is that WWE has made a extraordinary stride in the last two or three years in particular, they have one of the most diverse locker rooms I've ever seen in wrestling. They do like, and you can say, yeah, it took 50 years and yeah, absolutely. They were a racist sack of shit and a pile of fucking jokes for so long with their lack of diversity and their lack of appreciation for cultures, particularly not just that, you know, Middle Eastern cultures, Arab cultures, which I'm incredibly familiar with. Do you think oh, I enjoy sitting down and watching people, you know, the kind of, you know, the um, the Arya Davaris of the world? You know, do you think I enjoy watching that stuff or the Muhammad Hassan's of the world when I want to see my people represented? Well, no, I don't. But of course, we're still not really ready for that conversation about Middle Eastern people. You noticed how we just whoosh, slide that right on by. You had the iron sheet, go fuck yourselves, Arabs. That's basically how I feel as an Arab man. But that is what it is. But at the same time, you can, t- Cameron Anson will fucking vouch for this. When was the last time I turned up to a wrestling training session or worked on a show and said, Yo, fucking, I'm an Arab, so I deserve. No, I don't. My representation is being good at what I do. And therefore, the representation of being Middle Eastern is just something that's on the side there. So if people recognize that and think, Yo, that guy's of Middle Eastern descent and is successful, that is a byproduct of my hard work, as it always should be. You shouldn't just get a spot because you're brown or black or Chinese. You should get a spot because you're incredibly talented and if you happen to represent one of those diverse cultures that is just something that adds to the excellence of that program and of your culture and speaks well to your culture Cameron Anderson well I mean you're the darkest man in here other than me so <laughs> let's let's go right to you um again, yeah, um what do you I'm think am going to say. Scenario?
2: Well, I'm going to say, you know, I am milky creamy, okay? I- I'm not black. Please creamy. do not listen to this man. <laughs> but uh, no, um, I think the comments towards Big Swall were very disrespectful. Um, and it makes me think that it wasn't recently there was a Dark Side of the Ring about Canyon, who was treated the same way. Uh, the difference is, obviously, he is. he later went on to end his life, so... I just think, well, you can have a look at that and say, yeah, it's horrible they treated him that way and they let him down that path. But obviously Big Swole's still here. I'm not saying that anything's going to happen to her, but you shouldn't treat her that way anyway, just because, you know, it's, nothing bad has happened yet. Um, I think it's really disrespectful for, um, you know, someone in a high position in a top company to come out and say that your wrestling's not good enough. It's just classless. Um, and yeah, I think going to what you, you said about WWE, like, yeah, they could have done it 50 years ago, but the second best time to do it is now. And they, they've started it. They've started having a lot of mainstream, great, uh, people of color, uh, on, on their programming. I will say though, push Mustafa Ali because he is fantastic. (laughs) And yeah, I think that's all I want to say about this
1: topic. Yeah, no, I agree with the Mustafa Ali comment as well, because he is the closest (laughs) I have to representation now. And to be honest, how can you? It's not like you can say, yeah, but he's everything he does. is brilliant. He's a world class wrestler. He's ridiculously good looking. He's an incredible promo. He's shown himself to be having a great ability, in different gimmicks and different environments, but yet completely shit canned. Put him with Mansoor because he's brown as well. He looks like he flies a plane into a building too because that's basically how Vince McMahon looks at things because he's an archaic sack of shit. Or he's just wanking himself silly over an egg. Where's my egg? So, you know, that is what it is. Uh, Carl Wilkinson... um, I want your opinion on this, but I also want your opinion on you probably saw Leo Rush explode on social media over this. And um, because one thing I really love and respect about Leo Rush, and a lot of people are uncomfortable with the idea of a black man having his own voice. And I love the fact that he's willing to stir the pot because I do it myself on many an occasion. Um, many tweets that he put out in response to this. I'm not cool with any of this shit, to be honest. He said, if nobody says something, then I will because this is fucked up. And now I'm pissed. He then put in capitals apologize at Tony. Khan at aw um lots of people um putting things out there as well there was a lot of response to it but what was interesting was the fact that leo rush he didn't backtrack but apparently he had a private conversation um where you know basically he'd spoken to tony khan privately um some people might argue he shouldn't have put the tweets out there as well because that makes him look unprofessional but at the same time once somebody's opened the door it's a bit difficult to close it and that point people should be kicking it in and having a word um he did release a statement saying i want this to be clear i do not consider this to be a diversity issue and i at no point have thought or said that aw or tony is racist we can all clearly see the wrestling as a whole and the aw roster is perpetually diverse the issue at hand was a racially insensitive issue having spoken to tony and mega we have discussed the endeavors to further understand the struggles of the black community. I'm grateful to be able to understand more about Tony and own ethnic backgrounds and glad they are actively seeking input from an African-American perspective. I'm proud to work for a boss and company that tried to make these strides in social equality. I look forward to working with Tony to keep making these steps towards positive change. I pray that 2022 is a year of positive change in all aspects. Happy new year. And God bless. What do you think, mate? I mean,
3: that does sound like a, bit of backtracking like he's to, to an extent i mean he's still willing to stand up and say you know that sure there might be you know people of a color running the company but it's not the black community because we all know the kind of shit they've been through their their the entire you know time of the world ever and no one understands it better than them so if tony's looking for someone to kind of be that little voice in his head, be that little chimney Cricket on his shoulder to help improve morale or just the general attitude. I think Leo Rush is the perfect guy for it because like you said, he's got no filter. He doesn't take any shit. It's this is what needs to happen and so we're going to make it happen. But Tony should have said those comments at all and that's why he's a little fuck nut and I would strangle him with his own intestines and hang him from the top of the hell, big boss man style. That's all I'm saying.
1: I mean, that's a bit much, mate. Not enough. <laughs> Cameron Anderson stating the bleeding obvious there. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Captain Obvious. Jeremy Miller, the king of diversity himself from OHIO. Um, oh boy, this'll be fun. Um, all seriousness, uh, well, all jokes aside, should I say. Um, what's your whole kind of gauge on this experience? Like, obviously, you're white. You know, like this, you know, shock horror, horror. to our audience. Mind-blown. Mind blown but everybody's entitled to an opinion. Everybody's entitled to, do you feel from your perspective, obviously now the black community is going to say, it doesn't matter what you think because we feel marginalized. And that's absolutely fine. However, um, you watch the products. Do you think AW is diverse enough? Do you think they've pushed enough with their diversity so far? Do you think they're on the right track or do you think there's a problem there?
0: I think there is diversity but I think it's the wrong way.
1: But it's not successful.
0: I It's successful, but there's ways that could go about it to make it better. I agree that the Black community in AEW has not been represented in their champions. There's been one that I know of, and that's Nyla Rose.
1: Scorpio Sky was one half of the first tag team champions.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. yeah no, he is black. You can't,
0: you can't mull that over. That's
3: just fact is what that is. Like, you can't <laughs> like, consider it to be true
1: or not. That response was very he weird. Was like, well, easy. Well, yes. He is okay, but <laughs> but we've
0: already established that the tag team division in AEW is shit anyway. So does it really count? Just saying. I mean, so, championships still a championship. So, yes. But yeah, here's
1: Cargill the- just
2: one, didn't she?
0: This is the thing that kind of irritates me the most about this whole thing, <laughs> about TK, is that. Did you you watch Dynamite? Did you watch it all the way, Kyle? Uh yeah, I watched the full episode.
1: Okay, you
0: so you know who won the TBS title. True.
1: Who won that? Someone enlighten me. Cargill beat Ruby Soho to about win. The- In time, she's money.
0: <laughs> but. Ruby Soho was pushed as this, you
1: know, you know, big star, but yet
0: Jade beat Ruby. Do you think that would have changed had this not come out?
1: Oh, do you think that they might have pushed Ruby I if this hadn't push- come out?
0: Oh, that's fucking lovely. That's
1: dangerous. You're getting in the 104 no. territory, man. No. Watch yourself. Like you're getting into Austin Aries territory is what you're doing, fam. Next you are be going to be claiming the tap water gives you autism. Like you wanna be what you want to be careful falling down that route. Like I don't personally no, think just- that. The-
0: I'm just wondering, with the inclusion of Mercedes Martinez last week, helping out uh, Jade to get into the finals against Ruby, had Ruby won against Jade, would this be a bigger deal? Or now that Jade has won, would that, have been a bigger deal for the black community
3: i think you're digging too deep into it
1: oh sorry I... yeah no i um, don't know
0: i not conspiracy
1: theories yeah i mean we all like conspiracy theories and it should be pointed out that jeremy miller was born on 9 11 conspiracy i think not <laughs> but ultimately hey it's a joke okay Like And also, Middle Eastern man, so it's probably not going to work well in my favour. But the reality is that it just, we can all agree, diversity shouldn't be an issue in 2021 and 2022. And the fact we even have to have this discussion is embarrassing for professional wrestling. Um, Because every other elite sport or every serious athletic endeavour seems to have no problem with inclusion and diversity. Other than maybe golf, if you take away Tiger Woods, <laughs> but, you know, even then he completely redefined what it meant to be a golfer. And, you know, the thing is, people like Michael Jordan, people like Tiger Woods, people before that, all these incredible black athletes, you know, they didn't go for all this so that we could have this discussion now. And if you're a black person, I can't speak to how marginalized and how fucking un- underutilized you must feel. And I'm sorry that I can't speak to that. I can speak to you from the perspective of a mixed race man who feels that anyone of my heritage isn't represented well, as we've just discussed with Mr. Ali. But I can't begin to imagine what it's like from a black culture perspective. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm sorry that we still have to have this fucking conversation in 2022. And people like Tony Khan should not get a pass just because he's had a nice conversation with Leah rush that sort of thing shouldn't fucking happen in the first place when you are a owner we're not talking about oh i'm an executive with a big mouth we're talking about the owner of the entire company a multi-multi billionaire whether it's daddy's money or not running the company and you run down a black talent like that while trying to argue a point for diversity then cap it off with don't forget to tune in for our shitty extra show that we do on fridays fucking embarrassing And he should not get a pass for that. And he certainly won't with me. And I've been from day one, I've said, he's too fucking sensitive. He's too fucking immature. He attacks everything that said he started going after Vinnie Mac, talking about how he had more money on Twitter. He is one sensitive little fucking bitch. And Tony Khan, if you had any fucking balls in that micro purse, you call a sack. You'd be more than welcome to come on here and argue with me like an adult. But you won't do that. you probably just tweet me something angry. Because frankly, you're an unprofessional sack of shit. And it kind of shows because the Jacksonville Jaguars suck fucking dick too. Um, And the only reason Fulham are doing well is because they're in the championship. And I thoroughly expect them when they're in the Premier League to go right back down again. There's a serious culture of unprofessionalism in the Khan family. And it shows in the way they behave themselves. Any final thoughts before we move on to something a little bit more fun?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think... um... I do disagree with uh, Miller's theory that Cargill's win was just a response to this. Um, I think Cargill's been pretty fucking super. Uh, I think it's pretty unfair to say.
1: x man, just saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really unfair to say that her winning the title which is a big payoff for her. She's been working really hard. Uh, she's been pretty excellent the past few months. Like, uh, is a response to this, and really, she should have been the rightful winner, in my opinion, all along. Ruby Soho doesn't need it.
1: Nah, Jeremy Bena rebuttal.
0: But but doesn't she? She was the Joker card in the women, you know, casino battle royal. She was put to be because normally when you're the Joker in these casino battle royals, you're to be one of the top people. Hold they are up supposed to get that push. Yeah, well, Leo Rush
1: yeah. wasn't Matt Sidel so a Joker?
0: was. Sidell was a Joker and then he
1: hurt himself. What, when he attempted to press bo-boing? Brian Cage was a Joker. Yeah, how these are these people working started? out? Because this is not a good theory that you've, you've really backed <laughs> you into a terrible argument. Yeah, um... You could be big if you're a Joker, like all the other ones who literally have done fuck all. <laughs>
0: okay, but yeah. they got this strong push from the Joker card. And... Ruby Soho got her shot against Britt Baker and lost. So everybody, when they first said they were coming out with this TBS title, they immediately thought that Ruby was going to win. I still, as much as I am kind of rebutting this, I still feel like Ruby was destined to win the TBS title. And with the inclusion of Mercedes Martinez and Tony Khan fucking up on Twitter. I think it got changed at the very end for Jade to win. What did now? Don't Jade has put in the work, but I don't think she was supposed to go over Ruby.
1: When was That's this TBS title? When was when did Jade Cargill win it? Was it the same rampage? You know, it, it
3: was, it was, was on Dynamite. Something- John-
1: Oh, it was on dynamite, said, so it wasn't the rampage directly during this outburst, because no. that would no. lend even more cadence to your argument being absolute bollocks.
3: Right. <laughs> I, honestly, I think this just proves that AEW doesn't know how to book because they did push Ruby pretty hard. Like she was the Joker. They had like that huge emotional promo after she won, like you know, finally ready to do shit. She and she, but then they rushed her to that shot against Baker. She loses. Mm. They hype her up for this whole tournament, then she loses, like. Sure, Jake Hargill's. I'm assuming worked really hard. This is the first time I'd have watched in four months because I had nothing else better to do than watch a bag of shit on my TV. So why not?
1: Mm.
3: And to be fair, the beginning, like the first match, was great. But of course it was because Brian Danielson.
1: But that's a burial motion, by the way. So if it, this Jerry Miller digging himself out, this Carl burying AEW. Okay.
3: <laughs> I'm an expert on shovels. I think everyone knows that.
1: Fucking right, team shovel for life. oh Oh. everyone remembers that except for Cameron who unfortunately was not even close to being around at that point Um, we shall bring back PVP one day right let's move on to Brocky Walkie Bork Laser Lesnar Brock Lesnar reportedly uh, me and Cam are going to be furious about this Uh, Brock Lesnar reportedly refused to work with a former WWE champion according to Wrestling Observer Radio Brock Lesnar refused to work with Jinder Mahal back when he was WWE champion (laughs) Cam's face thats that's how I look (laughs) the two men were scheduled to compete against each other at Survivor Series in 2017. However, prior to the pay-per-view, Mahal ended up dropping the title of AJ Styles. As people might remember, that actually happened in the United Kingdom. It was the first time WWE title to changed hands in the United Kingdom, which was a big deal. Of course, it was the one time I didn't fucking go. Um, Yeah, in the end, Styles and Brock Lesnar had a great match at the Bayview. However, Mahal's title defeat meant that he didn't head to WWE's Tour of India as champion, with that taking place shortly after the defeat. Jinder had held the title for 170 days prior to that defeat. Meanwhile, AJ's run would last 371 days. Um, Brock Lesnar will be back on WWE television, by the way, this Friday on SmackDown to confront... Uh, Roma Rentz, who is also healthy and good to go, which is great to hear because we don't want to hear about anyone, particularly someone who is immunocompromised, having COVID 19. So, your thoughts on Brock Lesnar pulling the creative wild card? We're going to start with Cam because only Cam supports Jinder Mahal as vividly and as strongly as I do. Um, do you think that this is a bit of a joke and just more disrespect to the greatest WWE champion that ever lived, Jinder Mahal? Uh, I, I almost had to. What are you laughing about, Miller? Me? What's so funny about that? Mate, you think Sandman's a good technical wrestler, so take a back seat, fam. Cameron. You'd...
2: Yeah, I, I almost had to leave the, the call there. Uh, I think I just need to think about something because I'm sorry, this news has really shaken me to my core. I, I just need to take a second. If you can go to someone else, please.
1: Carl Wilkinson while Cameron Anderson... Collects his thoughts and his unbelievably painful feelings on the subject. How do you feel about the fact that Brock Lesnar big leaked his way out of a match with Jinder Mahal? It's a double edged
3: sword for me. You know, I mean, we all know I love AJ Styles regardless of his preferred terrain, but you can't just take it. From, you, can't, you can't do that to Jinder, man. Sure, sure, he, he's, he, he's India, but he's a Canadian boy. He's a Canadian lad. And they fucking oh, took that from me.
1: Indian. What a perfect combination of culture. Of like, what are you laughing about? This is a tragic event in wrestling. Like, you guys
3: see the F5. It's great. Have you seen the F5 Colossus? Fucking get him up and spin him around five times.
1: Like, like, I'm not being funny, right? So Edge returns. Amazing. Great pop. Okay. John Cena returns. Huge pop. You know, some are saying it was freaking out and all this kind of stuff. But none of it compares to the moment when he, when Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton. Like, the world shook. There was a seismic, I have it on good authority, that there was allegedly a seismic earthquake in India from the eruption of fans' joy. 1.2 billion people shook the Earth's core as Jinder Mahal caused the greatest upset in sporting history when he won the WWE title. Like, brought Lesnar, at this point, kind of needs to just sit down in a corner and have a word of himself and grow up a little bit. Because I think it's a bit of a joke at this point. Brock Lesnar is a pussy, mate. He's a fucking pussy, yo. He's scared of Jinder Mahal, which is why he ran. He was like, yo, let me face that little buck too fucking AJ Styles guy. That's a f- fucking scrub from Ring of Honor and TNA. Yo, I'll wrestle him instead because I'm fucking scared of Jinder's almighty muscle mass. That's how this went down. Jeremy Miller, your thoughts on... Brock Lesnar costing us arguably the greatest contest in wrestling history.
0: Oh. Here's your worst I'm going to be the most hated person on this podcast yet again. I'm okay with it. Because Cancel. look at <laughs> Cancel. Look at the Stop Look at the ratings. Give How it me me. up been fucking and brock at survivor series compared to aj and brock at
1: survivor series
0: which is more of
1: a marquee oh yeah yeah I mean, it's, it's
0: okay. minus, minus to you guys obviously because you're know, and, and the
1: 1.2 million people at 1.2 billion people live in india minus them as well right okay. yeah we just fucking off an entire society now just because jeremy no, Man-
2: Wants I'm to see his little time homeboy from
1: Georgia just because old butt too fucking incest over there wants to have a title fight. See, I told you I'm gonna be the most hated person on this podcast again. Oh, I'm furious with you. Like you have bad opinions. Like Sandman, right? I can I can have a bit of fun over Sandman. That's fucking jokes. That's funny. Yeah, it's all funny. Hey, Sandman's a good wrestler. Ha very funny. Oh, my wife makes balsamic Brussels sprouts. We're all having a good giggle about it. And then you come in here and shit the bed with such a t- form opinion. Oh, my God, I'm so angry. <laughs> no, unacceptable. You can't be okay with this. The funny thing is, just from a professional standpoint, this makes this look like a twat. Imagine reading this as Jinder Mahal. You wake up in the morning, you think, yo, things are bad enough. Like, they're sending veer over me and... Then now I have to sit down and read Old Big Daddy Tuna Meltzer shit-talking me for the Wrestling Observer talking about how, yo, fuck you. Like, we've just talked about how there isn't enough diversity and the biggest white man in the history of sports just shit-cans, chin Get out of the way. Move it. Indians, never heard of you. Get AJ Styles in here because he's white and he's fucking Southern from Georgia. Ay, ay, ya, Okay.
0: But you have to look at it not only from that point of view. You have to look at it from a booking point of view. And you need to look at it from Brock's point of view. Brock probably wanted to face AJ more because he's seen AJ wrestle. He's, I, I think they've actually wrestled in it, in, uh, in Japan, didn't they? No, Brock's time in Japan was way before AJ Styles.
1: Yeah, Brock wrestled. Um, like there was like 2006. He, he did wrestle The New Day for a WWE special in Japan. Right,
0: I remember that one.
1: I don't I think don't... he ever wrestled AJ Styles up until I that point.
0: I... For some reason I thought Brock and AJ fought each other. And you don't
1: even know who fucking the man wrestled, and you're you're out here you're talking about conspiracies and fucking AW. Now you're talking about fucking shit that didn't even happen. Like you want to get your facts straight before you come on this podcast, fam. Like hiding in fucking Bill Gates server ain't gonna fucking just seriously, you can hide, but I will find you and I will fuck you, sir. Unbelievable. <laughs> Cameron Anderson, final say. I don't- I, I just think
2: the only, the only sort of thing I can think of is that Brock knew that if Jinder chose to shoot on him in that match, that he would be done for. I think that's the only real excuse. I don't know what you're doing with that pen, but...
1: It's what I'm going to do to Jeremy Miller, man. I'm going to insert it in one of his nostrils. until And to be honest, it'll come flying out his ear because there ain't nothing here. Ain't nothing in between. Ridiculous, fam. Honestly, the only reason he's got that cap is probably hide some hideous scar from his brain removal surgery. Look at that. Jesus Christ. Be more <laughs> of a predator. I mean, <laughs> Christ on a bike. Right. Very quickly, lads, before Zoom kicks us out again because they're assholes, um, I want to discuss this. Cameron Anderson, are you fucking ready for this? As reported yeah, I'm ready. earlier today, WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg has only <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my sweet <laughs> anyway um as he uh yeah wwe hall of Famer bill goldberg has only <laughs> one match left on his current wwe contract during a recent interview with sports Illustrated, the 55 year old goldberg was asked if he expects the upcoming match to be a swan song he said i'm focused on what's next goldberg responded if they want To come back to me with something, we'll talk. You never know what the future holds. Although Goldberg's in-ring career is nearing an end, he hopes to open up opportunities for his son Gage, who was involved in the Goldberg-Bobby Lashley storyline last year, which I have it on good authority, was the greatest moment in the history of SummerSlam. As a power wrestler... It's tough, Goldberg admitted. It's not easy to do this at my age, but I knew that, and I said to hell with it. For me, the prize is worth it, and that's to open up opportunities for my son. If I can continue to do what I'm doing and continue to provide opportunities for him, then I'll consider this a success Looking back on his rivalry with Ashley, Goldberg thanked WWE for giving him adequate time to prepare, especially for their no-holds-barred match at Crown Jewel last October. That's what I needed, Goldberg said. I love Bobby, and I wanted to work with him for years, and we clicked. I was given more time to get ready for that match, and I was really happy with it, not to beat a broken record, but that's what happens when I have more time. He said, I have cemented a legacy. It's been tarnished a little bit. There is a huge risk every time I come back, and that's a challenge I've taken on. But looking at the whole, I am honored and privileged to be Goldberg in the WCW days, and I'm honored to still be doing it today. I'm the last one that should pass judgment on his career. I try not to look back too often. I'm not a fatalist, but I don't like the end of anything. If looking back brings me closer to the end, I'd rather wait until it's over. Goldberg's final WWE match could take place, possibly very soon at Saudi Arabia or at WrestleMania 38 in April. I Cameron mean... Anderson, <laughs> are All you, right, Thank you. Are, are you ready to speak?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, shell-shocking.
1: Uh, just, Twenty minutes for you.
2: I, I just uh, broke my floor. Actually, there's a uh, there's a hole in the floor because I flipped the that chair. Right, but, that um, right
1: there is just basically the prize that you know. That is paid. passion. Has passion. Like passion, Goldberg has passion and for our business.
2: I think realistically, Goldberg versus Jinder Mahal, let's see it. And so. after that, he with AEW and beats the entire Dark Order and Hangman in a handicap match. I think that is the only logical, the logical next step in wrestling.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the applause. This is a man who gets rested. This is why he's going to be a huge star. (laughs) He just gets it. He just fucking gets it. Like, it's amazing. Aaron Cruz, if you ever watch this, you're a piece of shit and you'll never get it because you're just not Cameron Anderson. Fuck you. Uh, Carl Wilkinson, what do you think about Goldberg potentially hanging it up finally at the incredibly young age of 55?
3: I mean, I've wanted him to hand him up since he beat Kevin Owens for no reason because Kevin Owens is the fucking best.
1: Can't dispute that. Kevin Owens is good. But the
3: match with Taker was awful. He had a bit of redeeming when he murdered Ziegler at SummerSlam. Okay, th- like that was fun. I think we can all admit that was pretty fun. Ziegler took those spears like a champ. But if he's got like one more match and weasels himself into a title match or something just because he appeared in a video game six years ago now, by the way. I don't care about... I care as much about Bill Goldberg at WWE now as I care about Sting in AEW now. I couldn't care less.
1: Yeah, but they're not comparable. Like, Goldberg is tenfold the rest of Sting ever. I mean,
3: obviously. Sting's hanging out with his reject son that he didn't know he had until about three months ago.
1: I still maintain they're related. I absolutely do. Jeremy Miller. Um, I noticed that somebody had finally found out that you were in a panic room somewhere. There. Um, do you want to give us your opinion on Bill Goldberg maybe hanging it up or potentially continuing after his contract is up?
0: Um, I'm hoping to God that they're not going to try and make Goldberg the next Undertaker. What do you a- mean? He's already. What I mean master. is by. Yes, he's got one match left on his contract, right? But they kept bringing Undertaker back for WrestleMania. They got to have somebody to bring back. Because so Goldberg's will, a draw, mate. I mean, to some people, he is a draw.
1: That's but, all it takes. It doesn't have to be everyone, but if some people pay money to see Bill Goldberg, that's business. That is a business, man. It doesn't have to be everyone. But if somebody wakes up in the morning, like a Cameron Anderson, a young, fresh athlete, wakes up in the morning and thinks, I want to see Bill Goldberg one last time in the same way I wanted to see Bret Hart when I was a kid, then that's all that matters. Bill Goldberg is, frankly, a revolutionary, and he is leading our children into the next generation.
2: I agree. I agree. And I think this next match could possibly be he's gone. He's gone. I think this next Goldberg match could be the greatest match ever, too, because we've already had it with Edge versus Randy Orton. Yeah, maybe a triple threat. Goldberg and Edge, dude. Maybe That's all we need. Goldberg, Edge, Randy Orton. Or Iron Man match.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! Ninety-minute
2: no, Iron
3: Man match with four competitors. Let's yeah. go
1: absolutely right let's move on to our final couple of topics and then i swear ladies and gentlemen we might just let you go on right we're close to the end boys wwe reportedly returning to saudi arabia next month yeah baby my blood money WWE is reportedly scheduled to return to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia next month. Ain't no kingdom about it, fam. There's only one kingdom anyone cares about, and it's United Kingdom. Suck my balls, Saudi Arabia. WWE will hold their next event in Saudi Arabia on Saturday, February the 19th, which is awkward because I'll be working for IWE that day. (laughs) Um, There is no word yet on the name of the event. In fact, I reckon they've done that solely so they don't have to book me. That pisses me right off, that does. WWE last ran the kingdom on October the 21st, 2021 for the Crown Jewel event, which was headlined by current WWE Champion Brock Lesnar versus WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, plus the finals of the Scheidt of the Ring tournament and the inaugural Queen's Crown Garbage. Uh, That event was held at Mohammed Abdu Arena on the boulevard in Riyadh. Uh, Just... These are just words. WA and the Saudi General Sports Authority announced in 2018 they were entering into a 10-year strategic, I don't like the use of the word strategic there, multi-platform partnership to support the Saudi Vision 2030 initiative, which is the kingdom's social and economic reform program. The deal called for two events to be held per year, but the COVID-19 pandemic forced delays in 2020 and 2021. WWE visited Saudi Arabia for the Greatest Royal Rumble and Crown Jewel in 2018, Super Showdown and Crown Jewel in 2019, and the Super Showdown in 2020, then Crown Jewel this past October. It was reported that after Crown Jewel 2021 that WWE was rumoured to return to the Kingdom in February and October of this year. Now that the February date has been reported, it looks like the second 2022 event will be held in October. Um... I mean, it's going to happen whether we like it or not. But Carl Wilkinson, what do you think about them? Continuously, you know, going to Saudi Arabia. Do you think it's worth all the aggro for the amount of money they're getting? Because it's reportedly four hundred and fifty million dollars over ten years. I mean, how, how are they going to record
3: record profits every year without getting some of that Saudi blood money and releasing a bunch of talented superstars? I mean, I, I don't. I've never watched a Saudi show, not one, because a lot of it, like some of them. They Weren't they on on like Thursdays at some point?
1: It'd be like Thursdays yeah, at noon for a me. A reasonable time for us, yeah. man. 5 yeah, p.m. Put, start in the UK. Yeah, baby. I yeah, was, you like, know what? If it, it means hacking a few journalists heads off for the sake of a good start time, then I am all for it. Well done, WWE. My apologies to all the victims of families associated.
3: But like, like you say, it's going to happen whether we like it or not. I don't need to support it. I, I don't care, but for from what I hear, the last show was actually really good from a wrestling standpoint.
1: It was really good. Like, people can shit on it and say, you know, from from a moral, ethical standpoint, that's fine. We can all have opinions. But Seth Rollins versus Edge in Hell in a Cell was fucking pang. And you yep, can all stop. As it would be. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it was good. And also fucking Reigns versus... Lesnar was probably the best of a bunch of matches they've had so far, other than possibly 31. Like, it was actually really sick. And it was made even better by Paul Heyman. It was, it, you know what? They're good shows. If they take them seriously and put on good matches, they're good shows. The problem was that there's a lot of stink around them. You know, like, um, you know, um, I think was it in Saudi Arabia that Goldberg won the title off of uh the fiends, you know. They like, yeah. and also there was the botched stuff with Seth Rollins, there was the infamous Goldberg Undertaker match, which of course was Undertaker's fault for being so unprofessional. Then of course there's the you know the matches involving DX versus Taker and K. Oh, funny, isn't it? How all the matches with Taker sucked. <clears throat> Just saying, kind of been Goldberg's fault. So
3: Mark Calloway was calling that shit in every day, dude. He's getting paid like five hundred thousand a million dollars he's like i'm gonna just show up and see what happens
1: yo i will turn up in a fong and covered in (laughs) baby ore for a million dollars fam i will go out there and i will let a goat suck off my nads for a million dollars i'm gonna yo vince you can sodomize me with a saudi sausage fam i am ready to go a million dollars forget about it yo i might have a sore bum hole but i'll be the man with a sore bum hole and bare amounts of jordan mid-airs in my fucking pocket thank you very much Yo, I'm all about that money and all you fucking melts at it. Oh, it's so disrespectful to take that money. Oh, yeah, that's easy to say when you're making eight dollars an hour working at Dollar General or whatever fucking awful store you're working at. Yo, (laughs) (laughs) fucking what? Why don't you come to me and chat shit when somebody offers you a million dollars to be a whore? Because I guarantee you, you'll be prostituting your asshole quicker than your nan can say blood money. I'll take 10% of that, man. Are you kidding me? Fucking people. Seriously, these people, right? They honestly, they'd suck off Donald Trump for $10 and a hamburger, but they want to chat shit about fucking Saudi Arabia and millions of dollars. Fuck off, man. Like, talk to me about morals when someone's waving their millionaire dick in your face. It's easy to talk about morals. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion among some people, but you know what? I ain't a woke lefty tart, and I ain't really part of the fucking racist right bullshit either. You can all subscribe to your bullshit labels. I subscribe to the facts, and the facts are: if you start hanging goat testicles in front of me and say a million dollars, yo, I'm gonna go to work. Simple as. Jeremy Miller, you look like a man who works for eight dollars an hour at Dollar General. Why don't you tell us about Saudi Arabia? <laughs>
0: oh no i i get it you know you got to make that money one way or another got to make that money got to pay that bill um that's one bill just what though yeah yeah right because if you go into a contract are you really going to try and welch out of a contract of a country that cuts people's heads off i don't fucking
1: think so oh, this is a country that stones women for having opinions you think they ain't above dropping a few fucking bombs on your head like come on man yo i'm sorry kelly over there wants to show a bit of her ankle so we shot her in the head with a 12 ball so don't think we ain't gonna come and fucking have words with you vinnie Mac. By the way, this is all satire because the reality is that Saudi Arabia is a fucking shithole of a country that has no fucking respect for people's decency, for homosexuality, for sexuality in general, for race, for gender, for creed. They have no fucking respect for free will and free speech. So I'll tell you what you can do, the geezer who fucking bought out Newcastle, which by the way is a big old steaming sack of shit. You can suck my fucking dick is what you can do. There's your opinion. Anyone else got anything to say about Saudi Arabia? And then, by the way, been say- I do. Awful.
2: I do. I do. I do. I do. So yeah, 450 million. That is a lot of money. I could walk into Dollar General right now and walk out with 450 million shiny new products. <laughs>
1: That's like all of Donald <laughs> general store. Why is Jeremy getting so woke by the... Why is he all triggered all of a sudden? Like, I don't even get it, mm. man. Like, it's what it is. Yeah. I like, ain't like you and your wife have to work at that shit, so oh, is it, family? You know, but uh, the reality yeah. is... Yo, fuck Saudi Arabia, motherfuckers. Fuck them. But i got no time for it. Do you want to hear some fantastic or sad news, depending on how you look at United Kingdom's wrestling circuit? Volta has announced his final WWE NXT UK match. Volta is headed to the main WWE NXT brand full-time. Yes, indeed. You know that really? brand that's got like somebody who's got like, literally, it looks like someone who's ingested paint, had a hardcore wank and splattered it all over the wall. That brand is where the best wrestler in the world is going. Yeah, Volta's going to NXT full-time. It was announced during this week's NXT UK episode that Volta's last stand will air next week. His final NXT UK match will be against someone we were talking about, Nathan Fraser. Uh, the storyline is that Volta has requested one final match and NXT UK general manager Johnny Saint has signed Volta versus Frazier, who is representing the next generation of NXT UK superstars. Um, yeah, Volta, of course, was on uh New Year's Evil in what was to be honest a very lackluster appearance from his perspective. Felt like they kind of didn't really want to use him too much, maybe they want to protect him for whatever reason. But it was Imperium who took the L at the hands of MSK and Matt Riddle. Ain't no shame in losing to my boy Wesley. Um, Cam, good or bad for Volta to be going to NXT? Um, so, so he's not facing Ashton Smith, the best wrestler of all time, um, who was maintained in, you know, in preference of William Regal. No, he will not be facing Ashton Smith. There's an oh, entire joke that case, that two people will get. Then
2: in that case, you know, I've missed opportunity. I, I say just shut down the company.
1: All of <laughs> hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we're done here. No Ashton Smith versus Volta, no money. Saudi Arabia, right? When they hear that shit, they're going to lose their marbles. Yo, motherfucker, I put on a fucking turban and all sorts, right? I turn up to Newcastle, I make my shit known, I spend bare money on Kieran Trippier, and then I put on the phone and I see that fucking Volta ain't wrestling Ashton Smith? No fucking deal. No dinero. You get me Ashton Smith versus Volta, or heads will roll quite literally, because that's how we do business in Saudi Arabia.
2: <laughs> oh. so um yeah what are you gonna spend your 450
1: million on oh mate fucking ashton smith t-shirts in it <laughs> hey, just like 400 and what so it's like what well, I don't know twenty dollars Ashton Smith, so premium, so they're like forty dollars. So you're looking at a premium wage, you're looking at like a hundred million ashton, like you think how much that's worth that. You literally the entire country of India could be fucking clothed by Ashton Smith merchandise. This could be a really special moment, particularly you know if you talk about wholesale prices and things of that nature. Like this is a big fucking deal. Um, so yeah, either that or bare amounts of Air Jordans. Yeah, um,
2: well, actually, if you wait for the right WWE shop sale, you could actually look at loads of these Ashton Smith merchandise
1: items and one Red Bloodline T-shirt as well. Yeah, so that
2: so that's what I'd recommend to anyone watching at home. Make sure that you wait for the right WWE yeah. Euro shop you know sale. What? You don't want your $450 million to go to waste.
1: This is a man who clearly works for a highly, highly (laughs) experienced... Stop laughing. This is a man clearly works for a very high-end establishment that understands money. Like you know, he—we're talking like fucking American Express levels of intelligence here. We ain't talking about Dollar General. Ooh, I bought something for a dollar. Yo, good for you, cheapskate. Enjoy your council flat. But the reality is that people like Cameron Anson like to live the good life. That is premium investment material right there. Invest your money in Ashton Smith stocks. Can only go up. Whereas women's heads can only go down. As far as Saudi Arabia is concerned am i right cheeky baby you piece of shit carl wilkinson what do you think about um volta and everything you've got do you think this is good or bad because you know i've got opinions but i'm gonna let you boys crack on first i mean it's
3: definitely a shock because of how adamant he's always been that he doesn't want to live and work in america full-time unless they're do do i want to see volta and braun breaker <laughs> not really what's but how do you not want to see Volta as a drum
1: breaker? I reckon that would be sick.
3: I'm not sold on Breaker yet. I don't watch NXT enough, but I have DD on Tuesday, so I'm not sold on them enough yet. What's d the Matt? What's my that? Dungeons and Dragons? Dungeons oh. and Dragons, fam. Come on now. We all know I'm a nerd. Fucking nerd. You know where your
1: $450 million is going and it's straight in the Man. virginity.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. I think my hymen grew back. Really? Yeah.
1: You know yeah, that like little the little male little. hymen isn't meant to break, right? They... Oh, then
3: clearly someone was doing it wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> were. Josh Alexander, help a man out, Jesus!
3: <laughs> a man's man. Apparently, Jonah put him through a table, so I'm a little upset. About yeah,
1: that. Oh, how good is that for a rivalry, though? Impact's got Josh Alexander versus Jonah Rock. Meanwhile, in AEW, fuck yeah, now. Jeremy, Miller. Um, Ruby
2: Soho versus. Um, Can I just Josh say. Happened.
1: Do you know what? I feel like I haven't been controversial enough on this podcast. So, what I'm going to say is Ruby Soho ain't worthy of being in the main event. I just think that's the case. The reason Ruby Soho is in AEW is because she ain't as good as Charlotte Flair. T- tell me if I'm wrong. Is she as good as Charlotte Flair? No. no. Is she as good as Bianca Belair? Is no. she as good as Sasha no. Banks? Liv Morgan? No, no. Hmm. Maybe a little bit better than live. You watch your fucking whore mouth or I swear to God, I will fly to America personally and behead you myself. Unreal. I will live up to the motherland. Do not be giving me that nonsense. Live Morgan is quite literally the most beautiful thing to ever grace this earth. Like, you, you don't even know, son. You live in Ohio, innit? Like, come on, bro. Like, the only thing they're famous for is Arthur Doom and perpetual sadness. Like, unreal. <laughs> unreal. Any thoughts on Volta, Jeremy Miller?
0: I don't want it to happen. If anything, if he wants to work in the States, he needs to go to the main roster.
1: Do what? NXT, NXT 2.0. Out. What? <laughs> you know, if he had done something on my roster, he's going to be like a lackey for fucking Veer or something. They're going to send Veer, and then Volt is going to come out as his body cop. <laughs> he he it? He like,
0: okay, well, what's he going to do in NXT 2.0? Like, honestly, okay, we'll have the match. And Jade. We'll get him and Breaker, and then he'll probably go and break Grayson Waller. Anyone doesn't that. break
3: that fucking kid. Oh, my God, I want him. Ugh. I know I'm supposed hate to hate him. Head. Grayson
1: Waller is I, real. I, I,
3: I know I'm supposed to, but after what he did to Johnny, I can't
1: forgive it. Yo, this mark got worked for. <laughs> oh, I know I did. Yeah, I'm, I saw I your fucking social media. I was so
3: mad.
1: This thing worked so bad, Cole. So um, Don't even care. Yeah, no, I hate him too, but I know that I'm supposed to, and I still hate him. I think he's a little bitch, but you know what? Good for him for doing a good job, man. Absolutely. Like,
0: yeah, man. Sorry, I got, I got triggered. Yeah, you're good. I'd rather see Volter in the main roster going up against Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, where he deserves to be. Not going up against, Yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but low-rent Steiner family member,
1: Braun Breaker. He's better than the other two. Whoa! Insert Whoa! Whatever. Wow! Okay. <laughs> Scott Steiner be coming for this podcast now. You have got 33 and a third. Bring it on. Oh, Bring your, your Steiner map on oh god oh wow I, you think Ron break is better than scott and rick did? no i mean i think he has the
3: potential to be
1: yeah no question of potential no question but right now come on he had like four matches he what do you pump. mean yeah look at miller's fucking miller trying to flex his little turkey arms there man what was that Ew. it was adorable is what it was Big papa pumps always got your hookup Oh, fucking hell. Mate, like, those muscles were like dollar store compared to Cameron Anderson's American Express frame, you dick. Money. Absol- we're talking money here. And obviously, Amex got bare more than dollar general, from what I can tell. How many dollar general stores do you reckon there are in the United States? 20,482. Is that a legitimate? Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? you it's almost like he works for the fucking place. Like, just no, 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 no. That's just a random number. Yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah. By the way, the door in your paint room is open. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <you know, laughs> this is this has been a weird podcast. Um, <laughs> you boys want to talk? Oh, I'll tell you what. Fuck it. Do you know what? I'm Jeremy Miller. Have you seen Spider Man: No Way Home? Yes. Excellent. So I'm the only person in here who hasn't seen it. Convince me why I should watch the worst superhero of all time in a film.
0: Because it completes the trilogy. It has, it has all three of them in the same time. Spoiler alert! What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but Miller, you're supposed
3: to convince what? him. I spoil it for him. Jesus Christ! I said convince me, no, and he's no, like, "Yo, I'll convince you by spoiling no, the major no, no, line no, of the whole it
0: thing." Was the it was in the fucking trailer. It's I don't like what talk trailer. about.
3: There was sa- fucking Sandman was punching at an invisible space. I don't know what you mean. So, what, what the Sandman, the technical
1: wrestling masterpiece? Yeah, dude, he what? fucking he was a villain, dude. <laughs> See what I mean? Do you know what? See this this annoys me because Spider Man, right? He's gay enough, but now they got fucking Sandman from fucking ECW rocking. Oh fucking hell, man! Like, why do I bother with this shit? Seriously, like, superhero films are for children. Yeah, grow the fuck up. Go and watch some serious adult fucking literature like Schindler's List and shit. And just get a fucking education, fam. It's a joke. Marvel is for fucking douches. <clears throat>
2: um, yeah, I'd say just don't watch it.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. It's absolutely fair.
3: I mean, I still prefer DC, but I've seen every
1: MCU movie. It's adults, though, is not it? DC is for people who are a bit more mature. You can't tell me Aquaman was a serious documentary. Like, you know, David Attenborough—if he fucking did like the voiceover for Aquaman—that is some premium Planet Earth bullshit right there. They—I'm like, all aboard for that stuff. David Attenborough ain't gonna watch Spider Man, is he? Oh, I've got jizz coming out of my wrists. Oh, I'm so impressed weak weak source mate i oh, venom fucking slaps him up also better actor playing venom just saying tom hardy is the man yeah, go
3: the and for, watch legend
1: the for grace. go and watch legend mate because that is a real film and it keeps with the money theme as well because you will go down to the bank and you will fetch me my fifty thousand fucking pounds <laughs> fucking incredible anything you boys want to add anything you want to hype anyone want to plug their social media social appearances anything like that their work schedule for a reputable company in america perhaps
0: <laughs> um, i'm starting to write for a sports blog called belly up sport What
1: plug <clears throat> what plug you said you're did he not just say he's starting to write for sports blog is that oh, a offshoot bullshit, bullshit fucking copy of this illustrious fucking podcast?
3: What the? I, fuck? I wasn't listening to what he said. To be nah, honest,
1: nah, fucking, we all tuned him out, innit? Like, yo, know, dollar by nature, dollar by fucking life, innit? Nah. Yeah, I mean, Carl oh. oh, well, Wilkinson, what are you doing with your life, mate? Tell the audience what you've been doing recently, man. Where well, have you been that? for six months? You fucking melt. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Crawling in a hole, just you know, de- dealing with my shit. Collecting but, a lot of
1: caps, by the look of it. fucking hell. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, yeah. That, you can't even see all of them. No, know, no, no. To see. I'm
1: a man uh, who appreciates a baseball cap. Have you noticed that we've all been wearing caps during this as well? True. Conspiracy, conspiracy. I mean, J don't Cole, wear
3: conspiracy. You you don't wear a Josh Alexander hat. Are you really even living?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But, uh,
3: I've got concert tickets for March, assuming they don't get canceled because my province is on a partial lockdown again.
1: Are you going to see Papa Roach, are Papa Roach and Hollywood Undead. Hollywood Undead. Right? That is amazing. Jeremy Miller, stop staring at your employees via the fucking weird CCTV bullshit voyeurism <laughs> cam thing you've got going on. And pay attention to this, this is last year's podcast, isn't it? What are you doing with your life, Jeremy Miller? What's going on? So t- tell me about writing for... Um, who are you writing for? belly up sports belly up sports um, where can we and, see your articles sir uh
0: i post them on my twitter page uh miller pod at t- twitter um
1: at twitter is that your handle hey <laughs> yo this boy <laughs> this boy is illustrious isn't he fucking Did hell you, been, you, yo you some people save the pennies uh, some people save the dollars <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> at J miller pod is my twitter handle um I've been writing exclusively for hockey uh, for the Anaheim. He related Do- to Keith Lee. What?
1: Exclusively. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fucking uh-huh. okay, no. I have a dad joke in there. I've offended everybody else. So I might as well go after the Asians, isn't it? <laughs>
2: uh, there Lord. was a dog in Kyle Wilkinson's background.
1: Yeah.
3: Jade. Jade's around there somewhere.
1: Give her, give her Love down. Jade. Jade is amazing. Unfortunately, Igor is no longer here. Otherwise, he would join us. Yeah, oh, no, Jenny
3: needs a haircut.
2: Yeah,
3: think, she needs a
1: haircut. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Cameron Anderson is. I'm very impressed, sir. Your, your stamina, mate. Very. Have you got work tomorrow? <laughs> uh, no, it's actually my day off tomorrow. That would so. explain a lot because it's fucking 20 to 3 in the morning. <laughs> I'm supposed to go to it fucking is, Ebenezer de Geese's birthday this weekend. So I'm going to be a bit of corpse, innit? I can't believe that yeah, boy's turning 48, sweet. mate. Jesus! Um, <laughs> you no, know, it doesn't. Oh, so you old as shit, it. It. <laughs> Yeah, He ain't ever gonna listen to this. So, yeah, right. Anything you boys want to do before I wrap it all up?
3: I, mean, I think I just want to say it's fucking nice to be back.
1: Lovely to have you back, sir. Yeah, Crazy. I just, can I just say, isn't it wonderful how every podcast Miller comes out with another zinger? Like, you know, Stand is <laughs> a Don't keep a scrapbook. Team my missus and about balsamic brussels sprouts <laughs> aw pushing jay cargill just because she is black fam like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing old conspiracy miller strikes again i love it you're gonna be one of those geezers who lives in a big old caravan ain't you with one of them big satellite dishes on top of it trying to listen on the radio for like alien signals and shit yeah man oh, they're real and they're coming <laughs> Who's think, that? The dollar generals. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh,
1: uh. I think any
3: alien oh. life form that flew by our planet and saw anything that we've done in the last four years would be like, nah, fam, I'm not, nope. Just fuck. Hey, I mean, how, ha- oh, Miller, happy insurrection day, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Well, just, yeah, let's don't need to bother telling anyone how you felt about that, eh?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, things, nah. are getting, things are getting really awkward. Do you know what I love? Cameron Anderson's facial expression when he's trying to avoid a PR disaster. Like, <laughs> he's just kind of like, yeah, no, nah, like the, the speed at which he jumped on board Miller is just like, yo, I don't agree with racism. <laughs> just so <laughs> we're clear, I love black people, okay? Like, it's just like I just enough. want everyone to know. Uh, that boy is too young and too raw to be in this house, but he does a great job, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'll wrap it up there because I think some people need to sleep and others, well, like myself, need a big old fat wank before we go to bed. So the reality of the matter is... Ladies and gentlemen, you can catch WrestlePlug at WrestlePlug. If you want to check out these gentlemen in their social media handles, I believe it's still at x under slash Wilkinson because he's edgy. That's why he's got the x in. That's Twitter, Instagram, and don't add him on Facebook because he hates you. Uh, Jeremy Miller, you have a plethora of fucking tags and handles can you please tell the audience where they can find you if they want to discuss the incredibly sensitive nature of black wrestling culture
0: yeah come find me at jmillerpod on twitter
1: Jmillerpod miller pod on twitter okay pretty cool cameron anderson you're going to be a star mate i'm certainly trying to help with that what's uh, what's your handles mate where can people follow you let's try and get your numbers up a little bit so people can follow the wrestling journey because i know for a fact cameron anderson will be working quite a bit in 2022
2: yeah so it will be cameron1pw on everything i listened to the joe lando pod he said have the same for everything so i have taken that advice on board yeah make sure you drink your water
1: that's a good shout. Or if you don't really enjoy water, do what I do. Put a couple of infused tea bags in it, gives it a little bit of flavor. But ultimately, drink <laughs> I thought I said pure leak. <laughs> I was like, yo, that is that is minna in a nutshell, isn't it pure? leak he ain't even a melt he's just a leak <laughs> it's just it is what it is but yeah there you go ladies and gentlemen make sure you follow these boys they're funny they're entertaining by the way if you've been offended by anything in this podcast podcast, oh podcast um if you've been offended by anything in this podcast be sure to suck your own show and suck my balls because i'm not apologizing to you this is free form this is free thinking this is honest this is real this isn't some fucking bullshit where we all love wrestling choke on that sunshine haven't got time for that nonsense as far as i'm concerned this is the wrestle plug we're honest we're real if you don't like anything you're welcome to debate it with us ad nauseum at wrestle plug but don't at me personally because i don't like any of you i think you're all fucking scum and frankly i could care less if you breathe or live another day especially you, Aaron Cruz. You suck. Um, shout out to our boy Tanvir as well. Great debut recently for the podcast. Looking forward to people seeing our boy Tanvir who's just joined the team as well. Astra Bizarro would like to have joined us this evening, but she has a migraine, so get well soon, darling. And um, yeah, to all our amazing fans, thank you very much. Hopefully you're going to enjoy the rabbit top content of 2022. I've been Aaron Nix. He's been Carl Wilkinson. He's been Cameron Anderson. And him, he's been a lunatic with conspiracy theories. He's Jane Miller. (laughs) And uh, I've, of course, been Aaron Nix, PW, the most unprofessional wrestler walking God's green earth. Oh, by the way, one final thing. Frankie T, you fucking pussy. Instead of hiding on fucking Twitter, like the skinny little emo bitch that you are, how about you actually live up to the name of the title? It says fighting champion. You know what that means? It means you put it on the line against people and you give them opportunities. Or you could just continue to hide in that joke that you call a house with your 65 fucking children where you try and repopulate the shithole that is where you live. Simple as that, my brother. So a little bit of honesty for you knocking at your door. Up your social media game, you little fucking bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching. I'll catch you very soon for more content for the the (coughs) WrestlePlug.